Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Venezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and changemakers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. Hello, everyone. In today's episode of Executive at the Edge, we are so excited to welcome John Denemark. John is Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Carrier Provisioning Division at Newstar. And John, such a pleasure to have you on this episode. Please tell us about yourself, a little bit about your background, and including what Newstar. Yeah, sure. About I, I'll, I'll do that. Thanks, Pascal. And thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. So, um, as you said, I am uh, Senior Vice President, General Manager of Carrier Provisioning. That's uh, a division of Newstar that's uh, focused on the telecom marketplace. Um, I've been at Newstar for more years than I care to count. It's it's but it's it's more than twenty. So I've been here for a while. Held a number of different roles uh, over the years, from operations to service delivery, customer support, um, sales, product, and now I have uh, responsibility for um, carrier provisioning. Uh, personally, I'm from originally from the Czech Republic, so uh, from Prague. Um, that's my original hometown. Um, today, I, I uh, make my home in Vienna, Virginia, just outside of DC. Uh, I've got two boys. They're both out of the house. So my wife and I are empty nesters. Now a little bit about Newstar. So uh, some of you may know us, some of you may not, but um, you know, Newstar was founded back in 1996 to uh, solve for nationwide number portability in the US and in Canada, which at the time was a major, major interoperability challenge. And uh, with our carrier provisioning division, we sort of carry on that, that interoperability focus. And um, we focus um, exclusively on the communications industry, by the way, all of our customers, and we've got hundreds of them, they're all carriers. Um, and uh, we modernize legacy systems that our customers rely on for day-to-day -day operations. So, uh, and including the systems involved in the buying and selling of wholesale connectivity. That's a, that's a pretty big focus for us these days. Um, and, you know, what we aim to do for our customers is to simplify and automate the intercarrier trading platforms um, uh, in a way that we make complex tasks simple and automated and more cost effective for our service provider customers. And I guess the last thing I'll just say here is, is um, you may know Pascal and some of the listeners may know, but at the end of last year, we were acquired by TransUnion. Um, so we're about a year into that process now, a little bit less than a year. And, you know, we can see that this acquisition provides us the scale and the resources that we need to continue to deliver um, the solutions that our um, service provider customers rely on us for. So uh, that's just a quick, uh, quick intro. Well, thanks, John. And, you know, Prague is an amazing city and being there, yeah. I love it. And uh, yeah. certainly yeah. congratulations uh, for your new star and yourself with TransUnion, a great, great company. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people want to understand a little bit about, you know, new stars you talked about, what, like, what is the essence of new star? And then maybe go into some of the challenges the carriers are facing when they're delivering this connectivity to the enterprise customers. I know you're solving some of this, but it's hard to understand what exactly you're solving on this connectivity part. You're not service provider, right? But you are helping the service provider. So, so help, that, you can help. That'd be really great. That, that's right. So again, the new star has a broad portfolio of services and and we we touch basically every vertical in the us 
in North American economy from, from um, consumer goods to financial services. Um, but again, my part of it is, is really focused on the telecom sector and the, the automation of intercarrier, um, intercarrier ordering. And specifically for this, for this purpose today, it's really all focused on the buying and selling of wholesale access. There are, you know, as you know, there are billions of dollars that, that flow between the carriers, both in North America and internationally um, in this space and in, in terms of the buying and selling of, of access, such as Ethernet or broadband or, or you know, what have you. And um, that's where we're, we're focused on sort of modernizing that part of the industry. And, and if you think about it, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in this area for the carriers. I mean, there's, there is a renewed sense of focus on this area, I think, because, you know, if you take the cloud-based services or the advent of hybrid work and SD-WANs powered by broadband, promise of 5G and IoT, like there's a lot of trends that are sort of um, bringing newfound focus and demand for connectivity. Um, but some of the challenges that, that we've seen over the years are still there. So what we do see is that when it comes to ordering and delivering on the services, um, the carrier back office is still operating with legacy systems and, and, and slow um, uh, manual processes that create bottlenecks and, and um, operational inefficiency. And again, nowhere is this more true than in the wholesale business, which is where we're focused. So that part of the telecom world still relies on, um, you know, outdated and complicated standards or no standards at all. So that that has an impact on the ability to, to interoperate, uh, resulting in, you know, a lot of emails and phone calls and spreadsheets and systems that don't talk to each other. Lots of swivel chair processes. Um, and, um, you know, over the over the years, you know, there's been a lot of focus on there's been a lot of. I say focus, but from a manual perspective, you know, adding headcount both on the buy side and the sell side to try to paper over some of these issues and and um, and bring a better customer experience to the enterprise customers. Um, because as you can imagine, with that kind of uh, swivel chair process in the background, there can be a lot of problems. And so what we're focused on is to bring automation into that world, um, both um, between the carriers and uh, within within their back office. Yeah, you know, it's a great, you mentioned automation, like automation has become a must have now, right? It's yeah. no more nice to have, it's a must have, and it really has to touch all areas of the ecosystem, the partners, and including your, you know, service partners own network. Now, just help our listeners to understand what you mean by retail wholesale. So I think the use case is there is a provider in a certain geographical country, they have a set of customers, and the customers, maybe multinationals or big enterprises, they want to be able to access connections all over the world. So there's yeah. a retail wholesale relationship where that retail provider in that country looks like they have local loops or connectivity all over the planet. But in reality, they work with these wholesale suppliers to order that. Is that yeah. kind of what you mean by retail? It, it, that's exactly it. I mean, and, and it works even within it, this. It's it's the same use case internationally and the same use case within, you know, national borders. I mean, if you take U.S., there isn't anyone that's got network everywhere. Right. That's and right. yet right. enterprises want connectivity everywhere, yeah. everywhere they yeah. are. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so in some cases, you end up having to buy from someone else. 
And that's the wholesale aspect. And that's, that's where we, that's where we're, we, we're focused. Right. And the challenges now is automation's a must, but they're not fully automated. The whole ecosystem of buying and selling has, is all over the place from manual processes of even emails and faxes, even from old fashioned faxes to fully automated APIs, but then that's true. (laughs) Yeah. And proprietary APIs even. Um, and mm-hmm. even this kind of process in North America called ASR, which I won't get into the technicality of it, which I'm sure you'll explain, but it's all over the place. And so I think a customer says to the retail provider, I want connectivity over the world. And sometimes within the retail provider's footprint, they can do it instantly or close to instantly. But sometimes that it goes across the planet, it can take months even, right? And so is that the challenges they're facing? Like how can they make this cloud-like an experience that they can yeah. see it, get a price for it, turn it up and run it like as fast as possible, like days and it would be ideal. But. Yeah. I mean, look, that is the, that is the challenge because the cycle times, uh, even in the U S and then certainly internationally, they can take weeks in some cases, months. Right. And so people are looking for a different customer experience. They're looking for easier ordering. Uh, they're looking for easy, easier and faster, uh, processes and cycle time. And as you mentioned, you know, in the U.S., there is a standard that carriers use for interoperability in this area. It's called ASOG, and it's been with us for decades. Um, and, you know, when it was initially introduced, it was kind of revolutionary. And, and it allowed for a level of interoperability among the carriers that met their needs. But over time, uh, the carriers' implementations of ASOG diverged. You know, they did a little tweak over here, a little tweak over there. And over time, there are now differences in the data and the systems that are needed for interoperability. It's not all the same. Um, And then, of course, came broadband or Internet-based connectivity. And that's not covered by ASOC standard or any standard at all. Um, And then, of course, um, once you get outside of of the U.S., um, there are no standards. Um, there haven't been traditionally any standards until MEF came along and started to introduce them. And, and so the ecosystem um, is, is uh, for buying and selling network access is complicated. And uh, as I said, there are hundreds of providers in North America, thousands internationally, and developing the digital platforms for this business is, is just, it's time consuming, it's costly, it's resource intensive. There's, uh, you know, we've seen long delivery cycles, unfinished projects, um, and, and things always cost more because of the, because, you know, once you get down to the service provider level, you start to uncover all the different uh, variability there. Um, so I, I think that, you know, historically, this wasn't an area of focus for investment, but I think it is today. And, and uh, the advent of, you know, for example, the MEF um, LSO, um, APIs and, and, for example, the Sonata APIs, it is, le- it is sort of allowing us to now start to think about, okay, now we can integrate uh, in a standardized way um, and uh, the systems can talk to each other instead of having people in the middle. And that's kind of the, the, uh, um, the promise of, of what we're working on here. Yeah, so machine-to-machine automation is critical. But, Correct. you know, you mentioned that there's proprietary ways, and, but there are being proprietary APIs. Some of the bigger service providers have have a set of partners, 100, 200 partners, 
that they buy wholesale from of loops. And they have been proprietary APIs. We know some have been based on TMform APIs. Yeah. But but I think what you get is you get islands of variations Connection. of that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's say service provider A has an ecosystem of 100, provide, 100 you know, downstream access loop providers, and they implement you know, an API in a certain way. It could be the TM form or proprietary. And everybody has to snap to that. And then another tier one operator does the same thing if a buyer, and it goes on end times, right? But then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, everybody on the downstream side who are plugging to all the other operators suddenly have to snap to NYs of different proprietary APIs. So it gets into a, a very, very complicated dense square problem and rev cycles and proprietary APIs and keeping up with all of that is highly complex. So I think what MEF tried to do was, how could we take you know, and build one set of high fidelity interoperable APIs with extensibility, which I call federated, or you know, scale of many to many, and you just plug in and everybody should plug in. So, so really, why, why, what's the hurdles? Like, what are the challenges that stopping from, I mean, such a, it's such a, no-brainer in my opinion, like automations must have. MEF's got a standard APIs and like you know, it's our sixth year and we've got great releases, great adoption. What is the hurdle? I mean, that, that's kind of like, love to hear that from your point of view. Um, well, I mean, it, what's the hurdle from, from the perspective of adopting the MEF APIs or just, or just modernizing the way you do things? So, I mean, look, it takes investment, right? Because we there are certain ways of doing things those doing those ways of doing things whether that be legacy systems or the teams of people that are focused on it um the proprietary ordering standards that 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 carriers have developed over the years and within which they operate um and the and the the islands of interoperability that you describe um they're out there that and there is they work to a certain extent you know, and, and over the years, they've worked well enough. But I think what we're seeing today is that um, what, what was good enough um, five years ago isn't good enough today. And so there's a renewed focus on actually upgrading that infrastructure and, and making, making these strides towards an automated future. And, uh, and, and that's where, you know, but when you do that, you have to look at all of those processes, you have to look at the systems that interoperate, uh, that, that work together. You have to look at not just the ordering systems, right? But your all of your internal stack. And then you got to look at your processes and the people that are involved. And all of that will change, all of it. So it's a transformational, uh, it's a transformational effort. And it takes some time. But what we do see is, is that uh, all of our customers and, and uh, the providers that we talk to, everybody's looking at how to, how to modernize here and how do we do it better going forward. And so I think that's where we offer, we do offer a, a, a way to, to allow everyone to talk together, whether they're on math or they're on ASOG or they're on proprietary. Um, we have a translator that can translate between all of that. And I think that's an important part of the MEF ecosystem because it allows carriers to implement MEF at their own pace and, at the, at, and to, to derive the benefits of MEF where possible while continuing to exist in an ecosystem that isn't 100% um, automated. 
So, so John, let's talk about that because I think it's a the brilliant statement. So it's a kind of crawl, walk, run. Depending yes. on your journey, you know, how much you want to invest, uh, you have the solution set that says, hey, if you're still using the ASOG process or proprietary APIs and you want to connect to another partner who's using, you know, the MEF APIs, LSO APIs, you've got this system in place that does all the conversions. Can you kind of articulate this a little better and maybe how do you play a role in this? Sure, sure. So so we have a, a and I'll just refer to it by name if that's okay. It's, it's, it's Universal Order Connect. It's a, it's a platform that powers two products, basically two product suites, one for the buy side, one for the sell side. And the way that that works, let's just take a buy side carrier, okay? Let's say there's a buy side carrier that is uh, based out of the US, but operates worldwide and has a need to, um, to order uh, connectivity, uh, not just in the United States, but all over the world. Now, in the, in the past, they'd have to have separate processes, um, not only by region, but also by carrier. Um, what the, the opportunity that we provide for these folks is to have one API into our, into our solution. And then we fan out on the back end and take care of all of that complexity of, okay, the different service providers um, ordering um, stacks, um, both from a, uh, a U.S. perspective and international perspective. So we build out all of the API-based providers. We support all of the email providers. We support all the portal providers. We support all that. We have a very sophisticated um, ordering engine and product catalog-based uh, um, um, order enrichment technology in the product that allows us to take a simplified order of roughly 25 to 30, um, 30 fields coming in from our customer and then to enrich that order and deliver it to, the, to their supplier in the way that the supplier can process it. And so I, I think what you can see there is, is the, the, the opportunity there of, okay, well, if, our, if, if that carrier, if our customer wants to use MEF for all of their ordering, they can, because they just send us a MEF-based order, and then we fan out to everyone else. And for those that want MEF, we can deliver it in MEF. For those that are still sort of stuck in the, in the older way of doing things, we can take care of that too. But to our customer, it's all MEF-based. And so then they can go all in on MEF, you know, and we enable that. So that's, that's a quick sort of a case study of how that, how that works. Yeah, I think it's actually brilliant. And I think it's really great. Now, when you said that they talked to you with one order API, is that your proprietary API or is that the MEF? Well, that's what I'm, so it can be a, it can be our, our API. So obviously we deliver API based products. Yep. So, yeah. um, but we also have the MEF API built okay. in. And so okay. we, again, we let them, we let our customer choose. And so the minute that they want to go to MEF, boom, we just hook up the MEF API and off we go. And then you can also go between this API MEF or even proprietary to MEF and 
it's kind of like a Swiss army knife of all kinds of variations. It's the Swiss army knife of ordering. That's right. Of ordering, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. they can also go ASR too, right? If they, they want to go ASR. Yeah, they can go they can ASR. Do. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the, the issue with ASRs is, of course, they're so freaking complicated, right? You're so but you people do don't want to do that anymore. And, and the people that know ASR are retiring. And the new people coming in are like, what are you talking about? I can't understand this stuff, right? <laughs> so they... They want a simplified way of, of living in this ordering world. We take all that complexity, build it into our products, expose simplicity to our customers, both on the buy side and on the sell side. That, that is really awesome, John. And let me ask you a question. This is both available domestically in the U.S. and internationally too, right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then the other thing is you do ordering. You don't do pre-ordering. You don't do the the address to quote, you know, the quote to cash. Well, so you do the, is that part of the ordering? It, it is. So we have that capability. So we, our, our focus here is, is, and we come from the ordering world, right? So that is our background, but our focus is to be able to support the full process for our customers. Okay. So that would, that would mean serviceability. That would mean getting the quote, turning the quote into an order getting the order, then once it's done, putting that circuit in inventory, uh, being able to trigger uh, trouble tickets around that circuit if there's a problem, and then wrapping it all in a cocoon of data analytics because that's what people expect these days. They want to be able to make database decisions. Well, that's exactly the life cycle of the business parts of our API. So you just- Correct, uh, exactly. And and that's- I'm not sure. We're thinking the same way. That's why when when we're looking at the memory, we're like, hey, this is awesome, you know. <laughs> well, I'm very excited, John, and uh, you know I want to thank you for being on this episode, and uh, extremely excited about Newstar. Just in a last statement, in a perfect world, what does the future look like in terms of how enterprise gets access to connectivity? Do you do you have any short? Oh, statement well, I think that I think the future looks exactly as you guys say it does. You know, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, right? They're able to order the connectivity in a simplified way. And uh, with a cycle time that is very short, you know, I mean, eventually, at least some of these orders we should be able to do on demand. I mean, if you're doing a if you're doing just a just a change, you know, the MACD yeah. certainly uh, should be able to be done very quickly. The, 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 the news are going to be a little bit more tricky. Uh, it's probably going to take us longer to get there. But again, that's the North Star, I think, is is that is that we want to get to automation front to back. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that so amazing that the hyperskillers and cloud providers have taught everybody what the experience should look like? <laughs> right. So there's right. no more months and, and no. years of fiber build-outs. And, and Look, more, uh, do you think an order can also re- represent where there's no fiber, there's no connectivity in an address or geographical? But could an order also look like, hey, could I get fixed wireless access or 5G out there? Do you think that's the emergence of a new local loop that we don't see today, which is all I, I think it's, and... I, I think it will come. I do think so. Oh, so you think that's okay. That's part of the future yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. Well, John, absolutely pleasure to be with you on this episode. And I want to thank you for your time and all your great knowledge and awareness in this subject. I think our listeners are now probably much more aware about not only what you do, but what the whole telecom industry is striving to solve in this area of connectivity. Great. Well, thank you, Pascal, and thanks again for having me. It's been a pleasure.